Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Very pleasant. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101. I'm Terry Slavens and have Angela Robinson with us, as always, and Aaron Kennedy with us. And he's always a monthly special guest. Yes. uh, Angela, what do you have on tap for us today? Yes. Well, we are excited uh, to be here this morning as we wrap up January. Can you believe it? This is nuts. Normally, it's all about New Year's resolutions and everything else. And if you haven't noticed, the shows have been a little bit different this January for obvious reasons. But I want to end with something. I actually, I was talking um, with another advisor in our business last week and kind of spun uh, this topic up. And it was the topic of fear. Because, you know, we always say that we are motivated by our emotions. We know that as human beings. That's no, I mean, that's no secret. And there's really two primary emotions. There's greed and there's fear. And the greatest of those is fear. People are motivated a lot more by fear than they are by greed. Yes, you want gain, but at the cost of what right. right what are you willing to do and so i wanted to first look f- at fear as an acronym because i thought this was very interesting first time i'd ever read it like this but this is really cool forget everything and run or face everything and rise is that interesting very interesting forget everything and run or face everything and rise and one of the things I always like to do is I like to read historical headlines. I know that's the kind of goofy thing, but I do. And the reason why is I always find it ironic to see how much that they parallel with current headlines. Well, as I was doing that, uh, this had nothing to do with current headlines. I found this uh, website that was talking about the most ridiculous headlines, the most untruthful headlines that ever existed. Well, we've heard fake news for a few years. I don't know if you've heard that term, um, but we've heard it quite a bit, right? But the reality is, is this has been going on for a long time. And I want to read you some of these headlines because they're absolutely ridiculous. The first of which is no lives lost on the Titanic. Fake news. Yeah, fake news. I'd say so, right? Here's another one. Washington falls to the Confederacy. That's no joke. That was actually a headline. Hitler, tamed by prison in 1924. Dewey defeats Truman. Famous one. Whoa, right? Peace on Earth. War is over. This was on November 11th of 1918 when they declared peace on Earth after World War ended. But the interesting thing was is how much unrest there was. Pandemics, depressions, and then World War II. Rock dies with Elvis. Yeah, right. No more babies after 2015. Babies will disappear in the next hundred years because sociologists predict that childbearing will be unfashionable. (laughs) Wow. AIDS is labeled as a rare cancer. Fidel Castro died in 1956. <laughs> tell, tell the Cubans that. Tell yeah. the Cubans that, right? Otters and kangaroos are about to go extinct, and that was in 1905, by the way. And then my favorite of all is Mars inhabited a giant eyeball. 
where the heck does that come from? It's the Salt Lake Tribune in 1912. Okay, so this is some, you know, thing that you find on the... National Yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. So these are some crazy headlines, right? And the reason I bring that up is how many headlines are you reading these days? Tons. Yeah, tons. And unfortunately, most people, that's all they read. That's right. Is the headline. So how much of that can you put into your system without starting to believe some of it? And how much of it is positive? Not very much. No, not very much. So, you know, we all want to be, I think we all have some common goals in life. We all want to be the best person that we can be. We all want to make an impact and feel like we're supposed to be here for some reason. If we're parents, we want to be the best parents that we can be. If we're business owners, we want to run the best businesses that we can run. If we're uh, politicians, we want to make a difference in this country, right? You know, we all have things that I think we want to do. So fear is there, and we can't deny that. But are we going to forget everything and run? Are we going to face everything and rise? And I want to tell you a little story about something that happened last summer. I sat down with a couple And this was, um, if you remember, there was a little bit of volatility going on in the market in this thing called COVID-19. Had everybody a little freaked out. That was another interesting thing like fake news. But there was a lot of market volatility to begin with, and then things came back up. But if you remember, everybody still had the fear, are we going to have that double dip recession just like we experienced before? Is this what is going to happen? What are we in for? And there was a lot of fear out there. We'd never seen this before, right? 1918 was the last time we saw anything. And and they tried to cover it up that it was even happening back in 1918, much less, you know, what we're today where we do see all these headlines. And so we didn't know what to expect. And I was speaking to this couple that was just scared to death. And I was telling them, you know, Every time we go through a recession, there's some famous last words that are said, and it's, this time is different, right? How many times we hear that? This time is different. And they said, but it is. But this time is different. This time is different. I said, you're absolutely right. You know, the root of fear, though, wasn't rooted in the economy and the market with them, though. And that's what we want to share with you when we come back is really, is the root of fear what's going on externally and what's going on with these headlines and what's going on with the markets? Or is there something else that you need to be facing so you can rise or are you just choosing to forget it and run? Right here on Life Planning 101 when we come back. And welcome back to Life Planning 101 right here on KETX, KWBY. Angela? Yes, and if you are just joining us, we have a packed schedule. We're going to be talking about your greatest financial fear, but then also at the end of the show, we have none other than Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA, to give us the real market update. No, none of those fake headlines and fake news. (laughs) So we're excited to have him join us here in just a bit. But I want to tell you about Shaky. He went to the psychiatrist and he said, Doc, I've got trouble. Every time I get into bed, I think there's something under it. I get out of bed and I think there's something on top of it. Top under, top under. You got to help me. I feel like I'm going crazy. And he said, just put myself in your hands for two years. Come to me three times a week and I'm going to cure all your fears. And he said, well, how much do you charge? He says, $100 a visit. I said, okay, well, I'll sleep on it. Six months later, the doctor met shaking on the street. He said, why didn't you ever come see me? He said, Well, for a hundred bucks visit, a bartender cured me for $10. And he said, well, how so? He said, well, just cut off the legs on your bed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, fear, fear. What is fear? Where is the root of fear? 
Is it what you think it is? Is it all these external circumstances that we hear about? Financial crisis, stock crashes, lost decade, job crisis, housing bubble, economic uncertainty, a politician that you don't like, a group of politicians that you don't like. What is your fear? Did you know there's been 47 recessions in the United States if you backdated up to the Articles of Confederation? Really? 47. And each of those news lines, I'm sure, had a lot in common. And they also said this time was different. So I can guarantee you a couple things about the next time. Number one, there's going to be a next time. Number two, the news is going to look a lot like what it has every time that we've been through this before. And number three, it's going to say this time is different. I feel like we're living in this. For some reason, it's not going away. The markets have climbed that wall of worry, yet the headlines still are bleeding out just ugly, ugly, ugly things each and every day. And the truth is, is that economic cycles happen. Recessions happen all the time. And there is nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's healthy for things to cycle. If they didn't cycle, we should have more fear. Right. If we didn't have a pullback last year, we should have more fear in the markets right now. So I'm betting that your fear has nothing to do with what you think it has to do with. I'm betting, like the couple I spoke about earlier, your fear may have to do with something a little bit more than that. Maybe it's not being able to meet your obligations. Maybe it's not being able to take care of your family. Maybe it's that you're retiring and you're not going to be able to earn income anymore. And you're worried about where money is going to come from. If you ask yourself, why am I afraid of blank? blank? And then you still get an answer that's an external influence. Ask yourself, well, why am I afraid of that? And if you still get an answer that's an external thing that you can't not control, ask yourself, well, why am I afraid of that? And keep digging until you find really what the root of your fear is. Because I'm in a bet that has something to do with security, retirement, income, a job, paying your mortgage, supporting your family, whatever it is. But the harsh reality is, is that financial fear, and this is where I'm going to punch you in the gut, okay? Because we all need it. And I need it too at times, right? We all know that financial fear is caused by emotional decision making. And emotional decision making only happens when we don't have our financial house in order. Think about it. Very good. Are we afraid because we don't have enough emergency savings? Are we afraid because we have too much debt? Are we afraid because we haven't got everything right with our retirement? Are we afraid because we're trying to do the job alone and we don't know? Are we afraid because we're Googling 10,000 things a day and coming up with three different answers and still not knowing which direction to go? Are we afraid because we're taking too much risk? Are we afraid because we know we're not taking enough risk? The list goes on, right? And it's all about being able to get that financial house in order. So I challenge you. It is January 2021. I didn't give you some New Year's resolution of having 2020 vision. We actually decided 2020 vision was really having an unclear vision so that you could clear it up. Right. Well, we know our priorities now. We've been given a year that really helped us see what was most important in life. So I'm going to challenge you to take what was most important in life and now look at what your fears are and address them. Address them for what they really are, not for these external influences that you feel that they are. And if you get to the root of those problems, I promise you one thing, that more than anything is going to make you feel like you don't have to cut the legs off your bed at night 
and be scared to death, whether you're on top or underneath, you'll be able to sleep. So when we come back on Life Planning 101, you're not going to want to miss it. We have Aaron Kennedy, our CFA, to give us the real news on the market report. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX KDY. Angela? Yes, Angela. We're going to turn it over to Aaron. <laughs> he gets this segment of the show, and I know everybody's looking forward to it. They do every single month to get the uh, real news, of we've been calling it today, of, of what this market is actually doing, what you need to be looking for, what you need to be thinking about um, in regard to your own situation in your portfolio. Thank you, Aaron, for being on the show with us well, this morning. Bet. Good to be here. And this has been a crazy year. I've had tons of phone calls into the office so far. Lots of people are scared. You know, where do we go from here? Just seems like uh, our world is changing so fast, nobody knows what to do. And you add on top of that how expensive some parts of the economy are, such as technology. You know, it's mind-numbing. You know, it's, it's really difficult to wrap your head around. And there's fears and risk everywhere. And uh, I thought it was great what Angela was saying earlier in the segment, because uh, that's really how you need to be looking when you're investing. You know, for every big risk out there or fear, there's a way to profit off of it, or there's the other side of the coin. You know, so I think it's really important to look at your portfolio, look at what you're doing, and then ask those questions about the fears that you have and get to the root of the problem. So... What I want to do is go out and talk about a few things that we know are going to happen, you know, or, or there's a very high probability of happening. And how do we profit off of that? First thing is uh, with the election. We're not U.S. centric anymore. You know, we're going to be a heck of a lot more global in our economy. The globalists are really in charge. So what do we do about that? What are the consequences of that? If you look at China, I, I think they were the number one winner in all of this election. Um, we're going to open up our economy back to them. That, that's just, it's, it's a given. So our trade deficit is going to widen to a, a point that we've never seen with them. And, you know, what does that do? Well, it, it weakens our dollar. You know, if we're buying things from a different company, we're actually selling our dollars to another country in which we're buying their goods and bringing them back over here. And when we're selling something, that's driving the price down. So our U.S. dollar should go down in value. That's good and bad. Uh, the good news is, is with a cheaper dollar, our exports are a heck of a lot cheaper for other countries as well. So if you're looking at the market to how to take advantage of that, uh, a good place to be would be in the big multinationals. Because if another country is earning income in yen or euros or whatever it might be, once they convert those back to dollars, they're going to have a lot more dollars in their pocket. So that's a great Great way to combat the lower dollar. Another thing is just invest internationally. We've been in this period for decades now that the U.S. has done so much better from an investment standpoint than the rest of the world. we got to have some kind of reversion to the mean. Things have got to get back to normal. And with this weakening dollar, this could be the perfect storm that our international investing and our emerging markets actually start to take off. You know, so that would be a good way to combat that risk. Um, the next thing is a lot more economical. And what I wanted to talk about is interest rates and the Fed, all that, that stuff that just makes your eyes roll back in the back of your head. It's so dang boring. <laughs> Not unless you're refinancing a house. Yeah, unless you're <laughs> refinancing. This is great. 
But interest rates, they got down to the lowest point in history. It was crazy. Um, we're starting to see a little bit of a resurgence in interest, interest rates. They're coming back a little bit. But, you know, big picture, we have about $30 trillion in debt. Our deficit is greater than our GDP for the first time. We just joined the club with, uh, is it Italy and Japan? Mm. Not very good company there. Mm. Um, fiscal responsibility has not been all that good. <laughs> yeah, food may be good. Fiscal, not so good. <laughs> yes. But, you know, $30 trillion of debt, how much can our our Fed raise interest rates without crippling us? Mm. No, no, let me, let me change that. The Greece. Greece was the other that had their GDP, oh, okay. uh, their deficit greater than GDP. But, you know, how much can the Fed raise interest rates before it's unserviceable? You know, when can we not pay that debt? And I, I think that's a good backdrop of how much interest rates can, can really go up. Janet Yellen actually came out and said she wanted to act big, you know, and that means putting more stimulus out there. You know, uh, forcing, actually forcing the economy to do something. And, you know, if there's one thing that we learned through this uh, COVID pandemic, it is the speed at which the Fed acted. You know, back in 2008, it took forever for the Fed to do anything. You know, back during the dot-com bubble, you know, the Fed was still raising interest rates as the market was crashing. You know, they were just oblivious to what was going on that that doesn't look like it's the case anymore Um, they know we're all addicted to all this free money and it's not going to slow down and the market likes free money the economy likes free money Mm -hmm. you know for the most part um, i think everybody's seen the memes of of what they're going to do with this these fourteen hundred dollar stimulus checks it's going to get spent whether it's a new iPhone or, you know, there's there's tons, tons of them out there. But the money gets spent and it gets put back into the economy. And we're liable to see in the short term a bounce in interest rates. In the short term, we're bound to see uh, inflation pressures. You really can't print this much money without the fear of inflation. And we're seeing that now. That's why interest rates are going up. I think the the horror of it all is we're expecting 2.2% inflation for this year. Wow. Oh, isn't that horrible? Isn't that horrible? 2.2. That's after printing. We have 3 trillion new George Washingtons out there. 3 mm-hmm. trillion. And we're, and we're all the way back up to 2.2 in inflation. Wow. You know, but it's after we get this dead cat bounce. You know, we're, interest rates are going to go back up for a little bit. Inflation's going to go back up for a little bit. But... You know what? This world we live in, this technological uh, renaissance that we're in, it's not slowing down. We're dropping employees just as fast as humanly possible in the name of technology. That's not going to slow down. You know, we're going to have deflationary pressures from from here on out. So I was talking the other day where it's basically like two trains heading on the same track directly at each other. You know, we have technology fighting one way for deflation and the Fed printing just as fast on the other side. So who's going to win? And I think it's going to be technology in the long run. Back to the Fed at how aggressive they can be raising interest rates. Uh, one of the other big fears out there is um, we're going to more than double our minimum wage. More than double. So uh, unless you're the Fed, most businesses can't just print twice the money they have. 
Right. It just can't happen. So if you're budgeted for how many employees you have, you know, and then you double that cost, well, you just cut your employees in half. It all comes down to the marginal cost of, of labor, and that's basic economics, and, and we can't change it. So we're going to have a lot of pressure, especially on the lower end of our economy, on employment. And what is the game plan when that happens? We print more money. We give more <laughs> stimulus. You know, it's just, cyclical. Yeah, it's cyclical. So, you know, going forward, we got to think the Fed's going to print like crazy and the economy's going to do really well. Then it's going to run out of gas. It's going to fail. And then we're going to print like crazy and we're just going to go through these cycles over and over again. And what have we been doing for the last 10 years? Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, we've been issuing bonds. We buying bonds. We've been printing dollars. It's not going to slow down. We are so, so addicted to our Fed stimulus. I don't think we can survive without it. And if someone does step in to fix it, you know, it's political suicide. We don't have a Paul Volcker to come in and raise interest rates well beyond double digits. Mm. Nobody has... And we Nobody default. has the guts to do that. Yeah, yeah. and we default. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we're going to be stuck in this kind of environment until the rest of the world box at our dollar. Once nobody will buy our, our treasuries, that's when we know to uh, put on our helmet, tighten down our chin strap, yeah. and let's, let's think of something else. Yeah. So if I hear you right, you know, what I hear is there is a lot of fears out there, but the markets climb a wall of worry, and we're still in that climbing mode, and we just have to be in the right places to climb that wall. Right. Absolutely. The, the market's on a tear this year. You know, energy's up double digits, small companies up double digits, and it's not even February. Um, even the boring old S&P 500's up 3%. <laughs> boring old S&P. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a change after 15 years, isn't right. it? So. Values up uh, over double that. You know, the market's killing it. Yeah. And, you know, we are, we are being handed free money. Yeah. Not, not, just, not just us, not, not what uh, Yellen and Powell's doing, but the market's getting handed free money. You know, and, and so it we pays to be invested. Yeah. yeah, take advantage of it. Get it while you can, because you know more than likely it's not going to last forever. Yeah. So. Well, Aaron, thank you as always for coming on the show. We thank each and every one of our listeners, and uh, may God bless you. And we just hope that you really work at the root of your financial fears, so that you can enjoy the fruits of your labor and let your money work for you. After all, uh, that's what we work so hard to do as Americans. And uh, we just thank you guys, and we'll look forward to hearing you or you hearing us next week on Life Planning One Hundred and One. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates, Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.